Justin Herbert, a star in the NFL. And if people didn't know it before, they certainly do now. What a game. We're going to get to all of that talking about products. Here we go. You are Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Oregon Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh my goodness, yes, it is that time once again for Locked On Ducks. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin. Thank you for making this your first listen every single day. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your number one source to stay up to date with the Ducks every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Experience the game like never before with Sonos Arc, the premium smart soundbar for TV, movies, music, gaming, and more. Visit Sonos.com to learn more. Oh my goodness, what a football game a lot of us just watched. We're talking about some products today, specifically Justin Herbert. By the way, as I look inside Allegiant Stadium on the TV broadcast, there are some duck jerseys in there in that wonderful duck green with the number 10 on them. You absolutely love to see it. This is one of the craziest NFL games I've seen in a long time. It was so crazy that tomorrow's pod I have already recorded because that was going to be today's pod. And then I watched this game and I've actually been waiting to do a Justin Herbert centered episode for a while, but was just kind of waiting for the perfect moment. And this seems to be the perfect moment after the Chargers had their season come to an end with a 35 to 32 loss to Derek Carr and the Raiders in, uh, in Sin City. So I, the game just ended. I'm recording this live reactions. That's why I'm so juiced right now. That was one of the best football games I have seen, certainly all season, but also in the last couple of years in the NFL. And Justin Herbert was right at the center of it, which is awesome. I mean, one of the great things the NFL has going for it is that we love college football as a country. NFL is king, right? You always hear that because you look at the ratings numbers. They can play any day of the week, any time. Heck, NBA, the NBA's day is Christmas. NFL puts game on games on Christmas Day, and they blow them out of the water in the ratings. It's not even close. They can play any time. But the number two thing we watch is college football, and those two things go together hand in hand because of games like this. How am I talking about an NFL game on a college-centric show? Because number 10 in white for the Chargers is playing quarterback. And oh my gosh, is Justin Herbert good. This guy is sensational. And I think we as Duck fans have always known that he was a little underutilized at Oregon. I'm going to get to that later in the show. But even if you thought that, which I did, and you thought Herbert would be a better NFL prospect than Mariota, and he could have success if he got to the right team... You can't tell me you saw this coming because this guy is playing at an insanely high level. His physical traits are off the charts. I mean, in this game, Herbert had Al Michaels speechless. Al Michaels has been broadcasting on national television for 40-some-odd years. He's not saying that he's out of words. He's not left speechless or genuinely shocked very often because he's seen it all. But... He and Collinsworth are just gushing over Justin Herbert. And there's a reason. This guy is 
incredible, and he has got it. And it is unfortunate that they lost, and their season is over, and we don't get to see him in the playoffs. And man, it is just it is just a shame because he is really, really good. So very fun to watch. I mean, spectacular. Listen to this. Since the four-minute mark of the fourth quarter in this game, Justin Herbert converted a fourth and 21 from the 23-yard line. It's one thing if it's a fourth and 21, you know, at midfield, you still have the whole field to defend. The Raiders knew they were going to the end zone, and Herbert's arm is so strong, he just flicks the wrist and rifles that ball straight out of a cannon for the touchdown. Three fourth and tens and a fourth and nine, and with five seconds left, he had one play to get to the end zone, and he throws a bullet to Mike Williams, who finally makes the catch, because how many drops did we see tonight? Oh my gosh, it was ridiculous. But I tell you what, Herbert had already, he already had a rising stock around the league coming into this game. And with everything on the line, this is not just any regular season game. It's the last regular season game of the year. Playoffs are on the line for both teams. The pressure's high. The stadium's packed. It's in Las Vegas. And he showed up on national television because this dude is awesome. And games like this and the whole debate about, you know, are the Raiders going to play for the tie? It looked like they might. And then Brandon Staley called the timeout. And Staley has made some questionable decisions this year, to say the least. The fourth and one at his own 18 that led to a field goal. We look back and say, boy, did that cost the Raiders or did that cost the Chargers the game? There have been moments like that throughout the year. And just as a general note, I am 100% okay with Staley being aggressive and trusting Justin Herbert to make plays as he has done all year. I love it. It's part of their identity. It's what he wants to do. I'm on board. There are just moments where you gotta take points sometimes. Like when you're fourth and goal inside the five and you're up seven nothing, you have a chance to go up two possessions, you kick the field goal. That was in a previous game. When you're at your own 18 yard line and it's the third quarter and it's a close game, you punt the ball away. It's okay sometimes. And I'm not someone who is usually a big fan of saying that because I learned football really like the first coach to teach me football was Chip Kelly. So I am of the mindset of let's go be aggressive, attack, go for it on fourth down. There are just moments where you have to look at the game and say, all right, kicking it is the smart thing to do here, even if we want to be aggressive. Oh my gosh, this game was just, it was so, so fantastic. Going to get to more of that and and a look back at Herbert's career as well. But if you're someone who buys gasoline, you have to have get upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas. Every time they fill up, just use promo code SCORE and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50% or 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Use promo code SCORE. Get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first day. People people who use this app are making a couple hundred bucks a month just getting gas, just using the app. And there's no catch. It's free. Get the free GetUpside app. Use promo code SCORE to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code SCORE. So Herbert is just incredible. 
in this game. He is making unbelievable throws. He's carrying his team. The defense is committing penalties left and right, and they can't stop the run. And the special teams are finally sort of figured out, but they still get in their own way sometimes. And a fumble earlier in the game by Roberts led to a Raiders touchdown. Herbert is overcoming a lot with the Chargers organization. He's already on his second head coach in just his second season, but he set the Chargers single season touchdown record passing Phillip Rivers. His head coach is aggressive, but he trusts him because Herbert is, he is poised. He is big. He makes the throws. He makes good reads. I mean, it's, it's just fantastic. Also quick side note, I know he's not starting anymore, but it's fun to see Marcus Mariota out there taking meaningful snaps and making plays. I mean, this matchup, remember the game last year when Derek Carr got hurt and it was Mariota versus Herbert? That was like one of the best NFL games ever for us as Duck fans. And this was a little bit like that. Herbert was, you know, in a bigger spot and shown so brightly with his star power. And, you know, Mariota's still out there making plays. And I think that that is, is awesome. It's fun to see. And it's why the NFL makes money, right? Because I wouldn't otherwise care as much about this game, except I was watching it from the get-go because... Herbert is on one side, Mariota's on the other, and those are two of the biggest Oregon players in my lifetime, heck in the history of the entire Oregon football program. So it's it's fun to watch those guys succeed at at a high level, and man, it, it is just, whew, man, this game was awesome. You can hear the energy that I've got right now. It was so fantastic. And one thing about Herbert is he's not just good when you watch him, but Real technical or analyst guys, whatever you want to call them, media members, hardcore NFL people rave about Justin Herbert. Greg Cosell, 42 years of NFL films. He comes on Colin Coward's show every week during the NFL season. He has a bunch of good things to say. John Middlecoff, former NFL scout, who's got a great NFL podcast, countless other show hosts. I mean, everybody loves this guy. You know, Mariota is sort of a mixed bag. And we as Duck fans, of course, always root for him. And I don't think he got a completely fair shake in Tennessee. But, you know, injuries, coaching turnover just didn't all come together. But Herbert, man, this guy has got staying power because he is big, he is smart, and he knows how to use his physical gifts. He's mobile, but he doesn't run if he doesn't have to. He's got a big arm, but he doesn't show it off just to show it off. He knows how to make the right reads within the progression of a play, which is something Cosell talks about as being very important for playing the quarterback position. I mean, a lot of what Tom Brady does is not that spectacular. It's just reading the defense and making the right read. And Herbert tonight even got a, uh, you know, he had Al Michaels speechless at one point. He got a Collinsworth laugh, you know, that laugh where he's going, <laughs> and he's just in utter disbelief at what this guy is doing. And it is so great to, to see him play at this level and to see other fans from around the country, Chargers fans or not, watch him and go, oh my gosh, this guy is awesome. I had a good friend, like one of my lifelong friends is a Beaver fan and he texted a few of us Duck fans tonight saying, man, I love Justin Herbert because how can you not? He's a good guy. He's quiet. He goes against the notion of, you know, nice guys finish last. Well, you know, they can, but Justin Herbert is a nice guy and he is, oh man, the, the, the sky's the limit for him in the NFL and it is very possible. Dan Fouts is probably the most 
prolific NFL quarterback to come from Oregon in terms of the success he had over his career. Herbert is on pace right now to be far and away the best one. He he just showed so much tonight, even in the loss. A brutal way to lose definitely was not his fault. He played as well as he possibly could have. He made an an unconscionable number of big-time throws with the season on the line, and he just did it again and again and again and again. And that is what was so riveting about this game. He executes the offense well, great physical traits, good leader, not going to be, he's a smart guy, not going to be, you know, someone who causes issues or anything like that because he, he's just got a great all-around personality. I, I mean, there's, what do you not love about this guy? That That's really the question is, what do you not love about Justin Herbert? And I don't know what the Dolphins were thinking going with Tua, but I guarantee you right now, as every game goes by where Justin Herbert plays, the Dolphins are looking back and they are having big time buyer's remorse. I mean, big time. Uh, he is just, he's the fourth fastest in NFL history to reach 60 touchdowns, by the way. <laughs> it's just, uh, he, he is incredible. He, he is so much fun to watch and I will root for him forever. And th- that's what's so special to me about college sports right? Is, is When guys play for my professional teams, sure, sometimes they leave and I end up rooting for them, but it's just different. You know, like I, I'm a Portland Trailblazers fan. When LaMarcus Aldridge left, yeah, I didn't really feel a, a, a kinship towards him as much when he went to the Spurs. And, you know, I didn't find myself rooting for him hardcore after his career with the Blazers was done. But all of these guys at Oregon, you watch him in the NFL, and you just root for him. We all do. And it's awesome. And it's fun. And it's a, it's totally normal. And if you think like, oh, I don't know if people are really doing that. No, I guarantee you. People are rooting for players in the NFL. I mean, I only watch the Chargers because Herbert is the quarterback. I don't watch the Titans anymore. But they used to be set to one of my favorite teams on the ESPN app because Marcus was their quarterback. And I wanted to watch him anytime that I could. And... Man, that that was just such an incredible game, and they put on a phenomenal show, and it sucks. It sucks that the Chargers season is over. And Brandon Staley right now is a guy who's going to take a lot of heat because he's very aggressive. And like I said earlier, there's a point where he needs to learn to just be okay kicking the ball, but this is just part of who they are. I mean, they finished the year 9-8, and eight, and you might say, well, Staley needs to not be so aggressive. If they weren't that aggressive, they might not be 9-7 and seven coming into this game and have a chance to get to the playoffs. I don't know that for certain, but I'm just saying they do that for a reason because they look at it and say it gives us a better chance to win on average when we go for it, and so they do. And it doesn't always work out, but they're consistent with it. And that's an easy way to win a locker room over. Not easy, because it's tough to go for it on all those fourth downs, but you're winning the locker room over doing that because you're putting belief in your guys and belief in your quarterback. And every time you watch Justin Herbert play, how can you not believe in this guy? Star power in the NFL is rising. It is a bummer we won't see him in the playoffs, but man... I, I can't wait to watch the rest of his career. And yeah, there are some issues with the Chargers, but they're moving in a positive direction. I mean, last year, they were even more of a joke under Anthony Lynn and that staff 
than they were this year under Brandon Staley. I mean, I know everyone wants to rip on him, and it's an easy thing to do, but last year the Chargers were 4-9 and nine at one point, and then they played a couple of bad teams, and the Chiefs sat everybody out, and they end the season 7-9, and nine, but they were never really competitive for the playoffs. And this year it comes down to the final regular season game, and you have to give Brandon Staley credit for that. Now, he's a young guy, and he's a first-year head coach. He's a first-time head coach. So he's learning on the job as well, and I think as they sort start to iron these things out, I think the offensive coordinator had some tough moments during stretches of that game. I, I just I wasn't clear what the, the play calling was, and they need to figure out the right side of the offensive line, the left side, and the center looks to be uh, shored up pretty well. But I, I think Justin Herbert is in a fine organization. Like, could there be a better one? Yeah, sure. You could be on the Chiefs. And have Andy Reid and uh, and Brett Veach, their GM. Yeah, you, you could have a better one. Could you have a worse one? Yeah, you could have a way, way worse situation. The Chargers have a star in Herbert. You know it. I know it. And the best part is everybody else knows it now as well. I will get to Herbert's career at Oregon and the thoughts that I have had sitting in my head for a while. But first, I want to tell you that Bet Online wants to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. It remains your number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year, new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to get started. You can get all sorts of sports and your favorite Vegas casino games, so don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Okay, so the exciting part for Duck fans, and you can hear, I still, I don't know how I'm going to go to bed tonight. I just, th this game fired me up. It was so thrilling, and Herbert was awesome. I, I might not be getting a whole lot of sleep tonight, but that's okay because I'm getting a head start on some work. <laughs> like I said, I recorded what was going to be today's pod already, and then this game happened, and Monday's pod became Tuesday's pod, and this is now Monday's episode. So love that. If you ever want to ask a question about Herbert or anyone and get it answered here on the show, hit me up on Twitter at smalls underscore 55, slide into the DMs, or use the hashtag askLODpod. So... One thing that is undoubtedly in the back of the minds of Duck fans everywhere after watching a game like this when Herbert is just tearing up the league and making these incredible throws is, man, why didn't he look like this at Oregon? There were flashes of it, but overall, it was really inconsistent, and it kind of seems like he was underutilized and he wasn't fully developed as a quarterback. And part of that you would expect because you have better coaching at the quarterback position in the NFL than you do in college. NFL are, you know, the most experienced and the best coaches in the world. And unless you have Lincoln Riley in college, there aren't that many guys who are really comparable to the level of coaching you can find in the NFL. But that doesn't mean that Herbert wasn't still very underutilized and that he still couldn't have been an even better college player. I mean, he never really even sniffed a Heisman Trophy discussion, and you watch him play games like this. I mean, I mean, Joe Burrow won the Heisman Trophy, and you watch Justin Herbert and say, well, what can Burrow do that Herbert can't? Herbert actually has more physical gifts, and they both have that it factor that allow them to play at a high level playing quarterback in the NFL. 
And so I think it's easy to look back and say, he was held back. Why wasn't he a Heisman contender? Why wasn't he better? Why was he inconsistent? Well, couple things. He was definitely not utilized to his full potential under Mario Cristobal and Marcus Arroyo. Arroyo. And man, I just got to say, since Arroyo was his OC and Mario is was, you know, mostly a culture and offensive line guy, when Herbert thrives like this, it makes Arroyo look really, really bad because the offense at times, I mean, we went entire halves with Justin Herbert where we didn't score and didn't come close to scoring. And I think it's a minor indictment on both of them that that those halves and those games ever existed. I remember in the uh, the nine and four season when we won the Red Box Bowl, right after the big win against Washington at home, and that you know horrendous loss at home with the late fumble against Stanford that season. The Washington State and the uh, I think Utah was the other game. We just didn't show up in the first half. <laughs> the offense couldn't move the ball, and you have to look back and ask yourself why wasn't that the case? But here's a fun, not well, not really fun, but. Here's a stat that will drive Duck fans a little crazy and I think supports the idea of Oregon staff drastically underutilized this guy. And to be clear, I'm going to repeat this because I'm going to give context to it later. I think they underutilized him and they did not maximize his potential. And I don't think, you know, after seeing what he's able to do in the NFL, I don't know that he got particularly close. His senior year under Cristobal and Marcus Arroyo, Justin Herbert, that guy who converted a 4th and 21, 3 4th and 10s, and a 4th and 9 from the 4-minute mark in the 4th quarter through overtime, that guy threw a screen pass 23% of the time his senior year. Now, Oregon did win the Rose Bowl that year, right? We went 12-2, and and looking back on it, I think Herbert probably elevated the Cristobal-based offense to that level because we saw what it looked like with guys like Anthony Brown and Tyler Shuck. And by the way, Brown and Shuck had a much, much better offensive coordinator in Joe Moorhead than with Marcus Arroyo. I think if you put Brown or Shuck in that Rose Bowl season, it's not even close to a Rose Bowl season. It, It really, really is not. And the other thing you have to remember when you look back and say, well, you know, they won a Pac-12 championship, but only one, and uh, he was was only in in one major bowl game and, and that sort of stuff. When he started as a freshman, he took over for a team that ended up going four and eight, right? Prukop was the starter, but then he was not really doing anything. So Helfrich put in the young promising quarterback and I I know I know we're going to go down the rabbit hole with the 2021 football season but I've already touched on that in previous episodes he might never have sniffed a trip to New York City Herbert did not when, when he was at Oregon but the program was at its lowest mark this century quite literally it was just the second losing season for Oregon in this century and it was the fewest wins they had in the last in the last 21 seasons that we've seen of Oregon football. You have to go way back to find the last time Oregon only won four games. So, no, he didn't get to his full potential, but he did bring Oregon football back to where it is now, where we just had a 10-win season and we're feeling, eh, we, we left a little something on the table there. Bad finish, 
ugly games and you look up and say, well, we won 10 games, but man, looks like we could have, uh, we could have done more. And I think we definitely could have this team, uh, of 2021 did not hit its ceiling, but I do think it got kind of close. So what do we know for certain about Justin Herbert looking back at, at his college career? He's getting better coaching that is doing a good job to maximize his potential and showcase that to the entire country, right? And, and he's getting better offensive coaching in the NFL than he had in college. We know that for certain. Again, that's true for most players. And when you look at, you know, even the good college coaches, they can make big mistakes. Kirby Smart, I'm recording this on Sunday night, is going to play in or coach in another national championship game. That dude knows football. He knows how to coach. He chose Jake Fromm, Jake Fromm, an undrafted free agent quarterback, over Justin Fields, who was the number 12 pick in the draft, or number 15, or something like that. And Fields almost won a national championship, right? Joe Burrow couldn't see the field at Ohio State. I think it's just a reality we have to accept with college coaching, or at least with the staff that Oregon had. But again, I would argue in college coaching writ large that coaching staffs make mistakes. They're not perfect. They're not going to be able to always get the most out of every player, which is what, heck, look at uh, Davis Mills, the Stanford quarterback. He looks like he could be competent in the NFL. And in college, he didn't even look like a starting caliber quarterback in the Pac-12. And look, I, I was in no way a fan, and I was highly critical at the time. If you really want to, I doubt you will, but you can go back and scroll through my old tweets. I was highly critical of the Marcus Arroyo offense. It was not creative, it was predictable, and it was it, it was just not utilizing Herbert in the way that they should have. But you have to have that context there of where Oregon was versus where they finished, right? Because I think people first look at Herbert's career at Oregon and say, oh my gosh, they didn't maximize what could have been. And remember, he had a lost season because of an injury. So his first year, they're down in the dumps. Second year, under Willie Taggart, it's an injury. Third year, they show a bunch of promise, but they're not quite, not quite ready to win. And then the next year, they win 12 games and the Rose Bowl and a Pac-12 championship. So it's not as if he didn't do anything in college, right? He, he had... A very successful college career. It's why he was the number six pick in the draft at the hardest position in all of sports, and he's clearly capable of playing it at a high level. And I, I was not a fan of the offense. Looking back on it, it looks even worse. But you have to consider where the program was and where Herbert was, right? I mean, senior year Justin Herbert was not as good as, as what he was as a freshman. You, you have to develop that sort of stuff takes time. And I think he grew as the Oregon football program grew back to what we know it to be now, which is a high level division one power five contender every, you know, year in and year out. And it was down. And if Herbert hadn't been there at that time, right, you could look back and say, if you put him in the Chip Kelly offense, or if you put him there when, uh, when Vernon Adams got hurt, then yeah, maybe Maybe that team is able to get to a college football playoff or a national championship game. But when you put them in at a program that had fallen all the way down, hit rock bottom, fired their coach, and had to build itself back up, I think it's a testament to Herbert's talent, his leadership, and ability to just win football games as a quarterback. 
And that that's not something that I think you can ignore. So just to sum up, Herbert's physical gifts are incredible. Can't wait to watch him play out the rest of his NFL career. The guy is awesome. And yes, there was something left on the table at Oregon. I just don't think it was as much as everybody perhaps thought because he was growing as he went to college and the program was working on rebuilding. That year with Helfrich, they were able to score a bunch of points. They couldn't stop anybody, but Herbert also made a lot of freshman mistakes. And by the end of his time there, Oregon was back as a perennial top 10 program. They were recruiting at a high level. They won the Pac-12 championship, and they won the Rose Bowl, which is a great season in college football. Was it perfect? No. But if you had a better offensive staff, what would Oregon have been able to do? That's the question you have to ask yourself. And again, this is not a defense of you know the Marcus Arroyo, Mario Cristobal era offensively, I think they did things in a less than ideal way, but it doesn't mean that everything was terrible. And then if you had had a better staff in there, it would have been, oh, we would have been winning national championships. No, not really. Yes, Herbert is as talented a quarterback on a pure passing level as Joe Burrow, probably more so because he has a stronger arm and he's a little bit bigger. But LSU had an elite team around him and Oregon was not in a position to be able to contend for national championships if you put Herbert on this year's Oregon team yeah they probably are able to win the Pac-12 I don't think they lose to Utah twice and those are the sort of what ifs you can ask yourself but when you look at the time that Herbert was at Oregon they just about got to their ceiling. I mean, they were a third and 16 stop away against Arizona State from getting in the college football playoff. If, Dom, if Theomador Lenore doesn't bite on that double move against Darby on the outside and Daniels hits a big touchdown, then Oregon gets the ball back, probably scores, wins the game, and goes to the playoff. And that's as close as you can really hope to get. That's as good of a chance as you can really hope to have when you're talking about competing at a high level in college football. Herbert did a lot for the Oregon program. It's why we love him. We will always love him. Can't wait to keep rooting for him. Tough way to end the year. Oh, man. All right. I got it all out. I got it all, all off my chest. I will see you tomorrow. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and go Ducks.